welcome to Service Desk. I'm Kim. And I'm Andrew. And tonight, Sam is playing chauffeur, as I understand it. (laughs) Terrible car troubles. Actually, he's over here. Hi, I'm Sam. Oh, Sam, your your voice sounds different tonight. Uh, yeah, there's a balloon leak in my house. (laughs) It happens every once in a while. You're wasting all that precious helium. You could be using it to store information (laughs) on your hard drives. Oh my gosh, right? (laughs) He would know about that. Come on, Sam. Oh no, I'm going to go catch it. Bye. Thanks for stopping in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hopefully he's able to catch that helium. I hear they're slippery. (laughs) Well, um... How has your week been, Andrew? <laughs> well, it's it's been, you know, it's been crazy. It's been one of those weeks where, like, you spend two days on an issue uh-huh. and you can't figure it out. So you contact the person that was in your job before, who's the expert. Mm, yes. And really, he should be doing his job at his new team. Still in the same company, thankfully. But he's always just been so happy to help out. So he takes one look at it and he's like, oh, yeah, this is wrong. Uh, and it's just it's satisfying to fix it but it's so maddening that it's like yeah. uh, i feel you and the problem with the system that i work in is like if something doesn't work there's really no reporting on why it just doesn't work so yeah it's just not fun i've kind of had similar issues except i was the person who came in i we have some newer people on the team And one of them was really struggling for, it wasn't two days, it was like maybe an hour, but just working with this one person and they just had a slight change in the wording. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those deals where if you've looked at it, you know, for long enough, you go, oh, that's wrong. And that's exactly what I did. I walked in and I went, oh, you need to change this. And then it worked. I felt really bad for both the client and for that person. Nice. So it was like, oh, this took you an hour and that's all you had to change. Oh. But other than that, like I've been having really interesting. Um, I've been learning how everything works together and how different departments have things set at certain times. So, for instance, there's a document storage software and like we can... We can host it. The companies can have it on their premise. Like there's all kinds of different ways we can do it. And like our hosted has always been difficult to get into to like look for diagnostic stuff. And nobody ever told me why. It was just always like, if you can avoid it, basically don't touch it because it's a pain to try to get them to actually do the thing and da 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 da. Like, oh, okay. And you're just never told why. And so finally today I had somebody from that team go, Okay, so here's the deal. We have a cluster of servers that are all load balanced. And in order to be able to track the information that you specifically need to get to, we need to know which server it's on. And since they're load balanced and we have no idea which server it's going to hit, it's really difficult to track that unless you either like isolate those people to a single server or you, um, well, basically you just have to isolate them. And so the way they they've figured out to do it is basically off hours they have to shut down a portion of the load like shut down everything but one and then you have the person jump in do their thing do the testing for the communication and then you can you know continue on with your whatever diagnostics um 
which totally makes sense. And as soon as he was starting to explain all of this, I was like, oh, I didn't realize how any of that was set up to be able to understand why it had to be at a specific time and why everybody there was really crabby about <laughs> getting going to do these things in the first place. And so it's just really nice to have explanations for things that, like, I don't need to tell all the companies that I need to help what that thing is and exactly how it's all set up. And I don't need to have any more detail than what I have currently as far as, you know, like, mm -hmm. I don't I don't care about the rest of it. I just need to know why this little piece affects me this much. So it was really nice. Yeah, sometimes communication is just not the best when it comes to those kinds of situations. Well, and I think a lot of people don't actually know. And so they're just like, it's just that way. Don't worry about it. Just don't try like yeah but it's uh yeah it reminds me that like the people who know what they're doing know a how to explain it b well okay not always they know how they how to do the thing they know what they can do slightly different from what the rules actually say you can and they know how to make it all work again if they break it you know like versus mm -hmm. the end users who are just like Da 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 da, monkey on a keyboard. <laughs> oh, you tell me I can't do that? Okay, I won't. Or I'll try and then I'll break it. <laughs> yeah. Or like they just don't even try in the first place because they're like, oh, I don't want to do something I shouldn't. Yeah, that that's the other way. It's just, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Just do it for me. Like, no, 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 no. You need to know this. But anyway, do you have news for me today? I do. Ooh. I uh, I saw an interesting article earlier today. Yeah. And it's something, it's one of those situations where I've been interested in a topic for a while. Sure. And then I read something and I'm like, oh, I never thought about that side of it. I think we may have even talked about it before, but you've heard of deep fakes, right? Yes. Yes, I have. So for someone who might not have heard about it, it's basically using computer AI. So the, the algorithms in the computers that are really smart. It's all the rage right now. Um, they can't same kind of stuff that like if you chat Capital One, yeah, or if you chat, you know, on Facebook, you're not really probably going to talk to a person. You're going to talk to just a robot. So the same concept, drastically different uses and builds, but right. um, it's using computers to edit photos and videos mm -hmm. and put things in there or take things out that weren't before. Um, the big controversy in recent years is when it comes to people, of course, and putting them in situations that they never were in, changing things about them. Um, there's a lot of sketchy and dirty things that come of that and very unethical things. Right. Um, but then there's lots of really cool and fun things and, you know, completely creating a new person that doesn't exist that looks like a real person. Uh, all this kind of stuff is there. But one situation I've never thought of, and experts right now are saying this is the biggest threat, Okay, is satellite imagery deepfakes. Interesting. So some researchers were able to show that they could basically create satellite images using AI that look just like normal satellite images. Uh -huh. So if you think about that from a government perspective, that means that you could try and fake things that are seen from space and use that as like propaganda, use that to trick other nations. Um, 
I've been thinking about it more, and it's things like a real estate agent maybe making the land that you're trying to buy look a little more favorable. Well, sure. Or I mean, that's yeah. kind of a real estate agent's shtick in general. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> But, you know, it's 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 things like this that you stack up on a pot top of each other and it'll be interesting to see where it comes out. Interesting. So, like, you could either bluff that you have something you don't or go the other way and yeah. go, oh, nope, nothing here but trees. Do to do. Don't mind this giant building. It doesn't exist. It's it's not necessarily like a new thing. Because for a long time, map makers and like Google Maps and stuff, people like that will put in fake streets and fake things. Well, it's called Paper Towns. John Green wrote a whole novel based on the concept of Paper yes. Towns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just to trap people who are trying to, to steal, you know, whatever they've done already. So Right. But this is on a new level, I think, where it could be used very disingenuously. Fascinating. Although it could be used for lots of really cool things in advancing the future. So it's not a reason not to... Be excited about deep fakes, but it is a reason to be cautious, aware of them. Yeah, and say, "Oh, that's a satellite image." Is it? This is why people don't believe the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the moon landing was all deep faked because we had AI back then that could do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really fascinating how we're like threading that line of where do we stop? Like, where is the legal? ethical boundaries of deep fakes and it's just yeah. fascinating to see where people put things we'll see where it goes yeah interesting so but what is not fake is people asking google for things <laughs> yeah yes and like many times on this podcast we've told you if you're having issues with something on your computer or your phone or whatever that Google is your best friend, that you should go and search the internet yeah. for an answer of some form. And it's really interesting to see what people are searching for answers to. <laughs> yes. So we're going to have a little fun today. And we, we've typed up a couple phrases. And then you know how Google will automatically try and complete your sentence for you? Yes. Well, we're going to take some of those and try and do a rapid fire type of well, here's what we would do, or here's, you know, what we would suggest type of thing. Yeah, and so, uh, hopefully we uh, hit uh, most of what Google would have told you it, with such vague questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I I'll just read off the first one here. My computer is slow, which is probably one of the biggest complaints. Yes, and it's one of the most, well, let me just put it this way. When I saw those tickets come in in my past jobs that said, computer is slow you just wanted to throw them out the window right yes i would audibly just groan uh -huh. and be like i'm gonna be stuck at this thing for hours and no matter what i do it's not gonna be good enough right so you know if you have like a brand new computer and it's running significantly slower all of a sudden there's definitely going to be different things that i would do for troubleshooting versus an older computer that yeah. you know like You've just had it for too long and you probably need an upgrade. So let's assume on these questions, we're talking about a three-year-old computer with average use, kind of a minor gamer, plays a few games now and then. Maybe just an old computer, just a computer that's been around to adjust. So it's still modern, you know, it still probably hasn't had any expired tech, but... That's why I was saying three years, you know, three to five years-ish. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. There you go. Right? That I think that that's a good... Yeah, that would make sense. Good area to be, like, assuming troubleshooting. Yeah. Because that will inform quite a bit of what I'm about to say. So, if my computer is slow, I look at first... I would open Task Manager. <laughs> I was going to say the same. And be like, what's running? What is? What in the world is causing my computer to run slow? And it's really nice with Windows 10 that you can open Task Manager and you can see like what's eating your memory, what's eating your computer. Like for some reason, my CPU is at 100%. What the heck? And you can get there by using Control-Alt-Delete or Control-Shift-Escape if you don't want to go to that blue menu. And you can also right click on your task bar at the bottom. You can select task manager from that menu. It'll just pop up initially with the whatever your current actual running programs are. But if you go to more details, it will give you all of the apps that are currently running. And this is normally where bad things hide down in your background processes. Yeah. A nice thing that you can do is just like a file window or things that you might be used to in other programs. The little headers up at the top, you can click on them to sort. So you can choose to sort if you see that your memory is picking out. Mm -hmm. Well, you can click on it and you can either sort by having everything be the highest at the top or lowest at the bottom. Right. And so you can reveal that hidden process that suddenly is eating 78% of your memory for some reason. And you can kill that. I have just found myself that a program is using 30% of my processing power or my CPU and it's not even on. Hmm, might need to look into that process. That sounds not good. <laughs> so yeah, that's my first thing when somebody's like, oh, things are going slow. I guess yeah. I don't want to dig too much further into it because we have more questions to ask. Yeah. And one more thing I would say, um, just check to see how much space you have left. So click in that little file folder icon down in your taskbar. And then on the side, look for this PC. Click on that. And usually it's your local C drive that you're going to be worrying about. But see what that little bar says. You know, if it shows that it's in the red, uh -huh. and especially if it shows that there's megabytes left, well, you're going to need to delete some stuff, mm -hmm. like soon, or some, move some stuff to a different flash drive or something. Yeah. Those would be the two biggest troubleshooting steps. Like Kim said, the task manager, and then just double checking to make sure that you're not running out of space. Yeah, because if your hard drive can't move stuff around, it can't move and you're slow. But yeah, space sniffer yeah. is a real good one if you find that it is really full. And then you can Google that more specifically. Like, my hard drive is full. What can I do? But yeah, the next one up is my computer is frozen, which is kind of along the lines of slow. But usually there is something that is horribly broken and either will need to be like like stopped and you, you might have to do a hard shut off depending upon how frozen it is. Um, but if it's a process related thing, again, your task manager is your way to go if you can get it open. Yeah. Because sometimes even hitting like control alt delete while you're frozen, if that doesn't work and you let it sit for a while and it's still not moving, you're going to have to do a hard shutdown where you hold the button, the power button until it shuts off. I would say nine times out of ten, a computer freezes up, and this might just be all the time, but because of a a bad program going wrong, basically. So, or not a bad program, but just a program going mm -hmm. wrong, and suddenly it locks up your computer. Sometimes, like Kim said, you can open Task Manager. Other times, just hold that power button down for ten seconds, give it a few moments rest, and turn it back on. Exactly. And... 
normally that will unfreeze it enough for you to go dig and see what you were doing. Because, you know, if you were using a program and that program and everything else froze around it, then you have a pretty good idea of what that culprit was. Yeah. <laughs> One that might be more common to some people, and I've seen this at my own work too as well, is my computer is on, but the screen is black. Did you turn your monitor uh, on, Andrew? First, <laughs> yes. First thing, just <laughs> double check it. I've done that myself. Um, and then go on the back of your monitor and wiggle and push in all the cords, not just on the monitor, but the ones that are going into the wall and the ones that are going into your computer. Yes. And like unplug and replug them. It's called a reseeding yes. cord because sometimes it just connections get loose, you know? Yeah. And if you have multiple monitors, sometimes it helps to unplug them all yes. and then plug them back one in. One by one. Yeah. Sometimes if you have a bad monitor, it can cause all kinds of havoc. Usually it's just that monitor that if, won't come on, but... Mm. Yeah. If that doesn't fix it, or you only have one monitor and it didn't fix it, uh, definitely try and find another monitor to test it with, but... Or cord. Start with a cord. Give it a new yeah. cord. <laughs> that was... Um, but past that... When I was at my first full-time job, which uh, was mm -hmm. first-level help desk at a book software company, I had never... Like, I'd done, like, computer tech work stuff, but it was all, all personal slash church. And so all of a sudden I was in my own job and, like, my computer monitors were just, like, the, the screens were all fuzzy. And I was like, my, my monitors are trash. I need new monitors. This is ridiculous. And so I went to my boss and she was like, yeah, we can request it. No problem. And so then I put in the, you know, help desk ticket for internal computer stuff and the guy came up and he was like so your monitors are trash here try this and he plugged in two new cords they were fine it was just the cords <laughs> nice <laughs> nice so that's always i learned the hard way and yeah. i sounded like a complete idiot <laughs> try the cords but yeah cords are huge i would say yeah if it's not the cords or your monitors there's unfortunately something probably a little more serious going on and like with your graphics you should google yeah. it yeah yep Yep, yep, yep. My computer is stuck restarting. Oh, boot loops are the worst. Oh, man. Or like if you're sitting on a Windows update and it's been sitting there for an hour. Uh huh. Do you turn it off? What do you do? Do you just walk away? Yeah. Like, <sighs> if it's a Windows update, it's not recommended to because they tell you not to. Uh -huh. um, but if it's been sitting there for a long time and nothing's happening, you can just do a restart and sometimes that'll help uh -huh. if it's stuck restarting on the way turning down like if you've clicked shut down and it's just sitting there not doing anything it's okay to turn it off a little trick is if you unplug the ethernet cord sometimes that will stop the update from happening because it's still trying to communicate out with microsoft so hmm. and then it'll shut down gracefully oh that that one i didn't even know good okay yeah. notes notes in my head <laughs> but yeah kim if it's if it's just stuck rebooting in a loop where it just says like NVIDIA, HP, shut down. Uh, what can you do? Usually there's something wrong in your hardware specs. I usually try to catch it before it's hit the, you know, like it hits the NVIDIA screen or whatever. And then like before it hits Windows for sure. But normally it's like F8, depending upon the brand of computer you have. It's like F2 or F8 or F12. F12. Um, Will bring up a kind of troubleshooting mm, boot menu. menu yeah and sometimes it 
Go ahead. Yeah, and, and in there, you can find things like boot to safe mode, yep. which is just going to boot with like pretty much everything disabled, just enough to get you into your computer. If that works, try just restarting again. And if not, something with one of your programs or drivers or things you have plugged into your computer. Actually, that's a good point. Unplug everything from your computer and then try and restart it. Um, but yeah, that'll usually solve especially that. Especially USB. Um, the menu has a couple, yeah, especially USB things. Um, that menu, though, that Kim talked about that you hit the keys, though, has a couple other tools in it. Usually, yeah. Um, yeah. But that that's one of those things that I don't mess with until I've been able to look up what I'm doing because I do it so infrequently that I don't remember what's what until I'm there. And then I'm like, I think, wait, I think if I go, hmm, and then I'll go to my phone and I'll be on my <laughs> phone Googling or on another computer Googling. So the even those are, it's getting pretty advanced at that point. But normally if yeah. it's been a Windows update or something that's knocked you into a boot loop, um, there'll be something out there. Be like Windows in boot loop after update or whatever then yeah you can usually find whatever happened that time as your answer uh more or less that's more advanced and you want to go get instructions from the internet to give you yes. ideas at that point but the good news is in that situation normally the hard drive is okay uh from what i've experienced it's normally some other piece of your computer that's having issues yeah yep I would back up that assertion. So your your info is good. It's just, you know, maybe your graphics card is not working yeah. or something. Now, if on the flip side, which is the next one, my computer is not turning uh -huh. on and like nothing is happening. Did you plug it in? Did you plug it in? Is the power strip turned on? Yes, that's too. <laughs> and then try a different power outlet that's not near the one you're trying to plug into. Uh, maybe a circuit broke or something and you don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've had it. Um, another thing you can do. I had a situation once where that computer was plugged into an outlet and that just that one plug in for some reason, that one plug in part of it was broken. The rest of it was OK. And it was a four plug in outlet. And I was just like, how was OK, cool. Yeah, just don't use that <laughs> one. Put some tape over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are the basics of not turning on. Otherwise, you're looking at potential like a power supply issue, which you can Google that stuff too, but you'll probably want to enlist the help of friends at that point uh, to try to figure out what's going on. Otherwise, one of my favorite ones is my computer's making a weird noise and I don't know what to do about it. And it's like, okay, well, A, what kind yeah, right, like, what kind of weird noise? Are we talking, like, just a loud fan? Does it make rattling noises? Is it playing Barry Bamble, though? <laughs> In that case, your computer is attempting to seduce you. And, um, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> With that, like, weird noises are usually something is... In interior to your computer is doing weird things. So either a fan is just needing to be replaced. I've seen it where a screw has fallen out and this was with an old school hard drive that was a spinning disc. Um, but like because that screw was loose, it was rattling really loud against the case. 
um, oh, as yeah. it was spinning. So that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much just look anywhere in your computer that something is moving. So you have CD drive sometimes nowadays, <laughs> uh, fans, and then old school hard drives. We're getting to a point where the only thing that's inside your computer that's moving is going to be a fan. Right. It's true because all the solid states and stuff, yeah. like yeah. realistically, if you have a three to five year old computer that's making noise, it's going to be a fan like nine times out of ten. Yep. Um, whether that's, you know, because it's rattling something else inside or it's going bad, it's fan related. <laughs> uh, next one would be my computer is not connecting to Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi is broken. Which is a bane of many people. Yeah. The simplest thing you can do if you're like on a laptop. Restart. Restart. Or if you have, if you're lucky enough to have like a little switch. Oh, yes. Like switch your, you know, Wi-Fi off, switch it on. There's buttons too. So do the Wi-Fi button toggle. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll work. And then check to make sure that you're trying to connect to a Wi-Fi network that you maybe somehow the password got lost or the password has changed. I know after Windows updates, I've seen multiple times where for whatever reason, it just doesn't auto connect. And so if you're just used to jumping on your computer and it being auto connected to the Wi-Fi, like for whatever reason, that update decided to turn Wi-Fi off. I don't know why, but yeah. (laughs) Really frustrating. (laughs) But yeah, and when it comes to like, if you're really struggling to connect to Wi-Fi, I usually shut down my computer and do the the drain the flea power thing where you make sure it's unplugged from everything, including the battery if you can, uh, if it's a laptop, and hold that power button down while it's shut off and everything is shut off and there's no power coming into it. Mm -hmm. And that helps to drain for some reason, especially networking anything that can really help you to reconnect and get back on the get back online after you turn it back on. And finally, if not maybe one of the first things you should do though, is just right click on your networking icon and just say troubleshoot problems. It's better than it used to be and oftentimes it'll do what what people that know tech will, such as flush your DNS and see if we can release your IP and renew your IP. All this stuff that may sound scary to someone that really doesn't know uh, much about networking, it's probably going to do for you behind the scenes. Huh. But you just have to ask it to by doing the troubleshooting. I've only ever gotten... There's a cord unplugged. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But... Okay. it's it, It's gotten better, but it, it still has a ways to go. Well, I mean, I also haven't had to do any troubleshooting of that sort for... I mean, on a job related basis for at least three years so oh, yeah. it's a little different but yeah that's that's huge this one's obviously only on laptops and similar devices but next one is my computer isn't charging again cords it's well, always the cords <laughs> is it plugged in and check the cords are they frayed is the port that you're plugging it into is it dirty damaged in any way is it dirty did your kid stick a crayon in there <laughs> Don't, if you need to clean it out, do not use a metal instrument. No. Use a toothpick, use like a plastic dental flosser, mm-hmm. but you will- Fry your motherboard. Short, or you will, you will cause sparks to fly. So don't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you're really concerned about it, take it to a professional to clean it out because you, you mm, yeah, that's a good way to, to fry your yeah. motherboard if you do it wrong. If it's off and you're using like a toothpick, it'll be okay. And you're not like jamming things around in there, you should be fine. Just don't be 
using a lot of force. Yeah, that too. And don't don't use like a don't use like a Q-tip either to leave. It leaves all the like particles in there. Flint. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. Non-linting materials. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are those are big ones. So Kim. Yeah. My computer doesn't go to sleep. Or it goes to sleep and it wakes back up right away. Oh. <laughs> Usually there's a process or something that is keeping it awake that you don't realize would keep it awake. So for me, personally, I had trouble with the software that came with my webcam. And I switched to using OBS. And if you leave OBS open and your virtual camera running, it will not let your computer sleep. <laughs> I learned that after I laid down and I was like, why is my computer still on? It's been on for like 20 minutes. It should be sleeping by now. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple programs that have done that too. I fight with one that there's some process that chronically will wake up my computer sometimes. And it's so inconsistent. I just need to check the event logs, but I'm lazy. I don't want to do computer work on my own computer. Me? Kim, I do it at work. Me too. <laughs> Maybe that's why Sam's so good at this, because he technically doesn't do computer work at work. And so then he comes home yeah. and he does all the computer work <laughs> and he runs his own flipping servers and stuff. Yeah, like, whew. But yeah, normally that's just a matter of some process is keeping things awake. And of course, the best way to make sure that that doesn't yeah. happen is just to shut your computer down. Because most modern computers with like the, you know, a decent amount of RAM and the solid state hard drive, they really don't take that much longer to reboot. And honestly most things like if you shut down chrome with a whole bunch of tabs open you can reopen it with all those tabs and you can make it so that it just yeah. automatically opens whatever tabs you previously had and that's usually the thing that i have the most going on with other than maybe a notepad document you know like it's not that big of a deal to shut down your computer people i've had this argument before <laughs> i i completely agree what does it mean when my laptop is beeping Oh gosh. Well, it depends on what point of your like boot cycle and things that's happening. So like usually the best way to actually Google this question is to be very specific. Like my laptop is closed and making a slow beeping noise. Usually that's something wrong with the battery, right? Yeah. Or like two short beeps and one long beep. Those are like old school RAM codes. Like your RAM is seated improperly and it's not going to turn on until you open it up and make sure that the RAM is threaded in there right. Usually. Yeah. At least that's when I've heard it. <laughs> this is this is one of the best moments to break out Google and say, this is the pattern of beeps. This is when it's beeping. And it's beeping, thankfully, to tell you what is wrong with exactly. it. So, exactly. And you yes. want to make sure you include the brand of computer as much as you can yes <laughs> so like if you have a dell versus having a an hp like their beep codes will be slightly different or if you have like a home-built computer then you would want to include the brand of motherboard because that's usually what's doing the beeping is the motherboard things to remember if you've built your own computer what do i have for a motherboard <laughs> but if you've built your own computer i hope you know that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Oh, one of my least favorite things to try to figure out. What does it say when my laptop says the driver's unavailable? <laughs> so you've just plugged in something, or maybe you haven't plugged in anything, and it just tells you that? Uh-huh. That's my favorite. Yeah. So what it's basically trying to say is that it can't automatically download 
the little piece of software that tells your computer how to talk to that device. Mm-hmm. It's something that you would normally never really touch nowadays. Right. But you, you'll run into an issue often if you're plugging in an old device, maybe from the 2000s, <laughs> into a Windows 10 computer. Oh, for sure. Anything more than 10 yeah. years old into a Windows 10 computer and you're going to struggle. So the things to go then and look for are whatever your device is, look up the brand and the the thing that it is, as much information, if you can find like the model number and yeah, all that kind of stuff. The model number. Go look for all of that. Like Google all that and driver but go to the actual site (laughs) thank you thank you for saying that i was about to say don't go to drivers on the internet.com or driversutility.com or hpdrivers.com just go to hp actually probably the better thing to do would be to look at the brand of thing go to that site slash support yeah and then look for the drivers for that brand you can google it too but just make sure that you're going to that site's actual main yep. website so before you click the link yeah. look very carefully at where that link is going because yep. <laughs> that is one of the quickest ways to get all of the malware yeah just all of it it's 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 a very common way to load her <laughs> and if you're struggling with it don't download a driver mm-mm, mm-mm, uh, very mm-mm. very rare cases that those are good and in every single one of those cases the manufacturer is the maker of that yeah so like hp has their own or lenovo right yeah, a third-party driver updater, I believe, just shouldn't exist. I'm not really sure they do, to be perfectly honest. Everything yeah. I've ever encountered <laughs> that said it was a driver updater was complete yeah. malware. So if you're still struggling even after all that and you can't find the driver, there's a couple things you can do as a Hail Mary. You know, if it's an old device, you can try searching for that same model number and then Windows 7 driver. Mm, yeah. And there's an off chance that you can run that. You can download it, run it, and there's a there is a chance that it will work. Slim. It might not work to all of its features, and it might not work at all. But it's a better chance. Uh, but yeah, more more than likely, you are going to need to get a new device. <laughs> at yeah. that point, like if you go to the the. Or check the cord. Well, that too. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a very good point. On some of those older devices, especially with those USB-A to whatever weird other end goes into the actual device, those wear out eventually. And especially if it's 10 plus years old, chances are good that you need a new cord, which is where Monoprice comes in. They're a fantastic place to go look for cords. Or even just Amazon. Amazon has like all the weird cords that you could need. So yeah, don't don't research like that. Be more specific in your Googling. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get way better answers. Yes, if, if you've learned anything, the person who says, why is my computer making a weird noise? N- you're not going to get help on that. Why is my Lenovo IdeaPad X360 whatever beeping twice and then a long beep yeah that will get you that'll get you an answer answer. the other ones will just get you probably a lot of ads for new computers it'll get you made fun of in a podcast episode Uh, like this mm, yes (laughs) but speaking of a podcast episode like this what you can do to help us out is to please rate and review us wherever you are listening to this podcast even if it's just one that's like give a thumbs up saying that you like the episode or the channel and if you can leave a comment like on apple Mm -hmm. itunes please do just say hi i like this someone else should check this out anything really helps. or you know go tell a friend realistically in the world of podcasts right now that's how you find out about things because 
I know I personally am overwhelmed when I go into podcast land and I'm like, oh, look, yeah. there's 18 podcasts with the same name. There's just too many. Or very close to the same name. You can also check us out on our website, servicedeskpodcast.com. You can submit a ticket there. You can listen to old episodes. Look at our beautiful faces. If you really like us, uh, you can throw us some money over on Patreon.com. I put all of our weird outros and uh, funny things that don't really fit in the podcast up on the uh, Discord right now. I should throw those actually on the Patreon page too. Um, so you can come on by and, and check out all of the ridiculousness that ends up getting cut from these episodes because we tend to go on tangents, especially Sam, a lot. <laughs> As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm Kim. And, and we, we are, are your, your techie, techie friends. friends.